and welcome everybody to episode 13 of the Gordon and Sharice Show. I can't believe we have 12 already under our belt and we're going in momentum. We're moving forward. We've been addressing issues of going through spiritual maturity and now today we're going to cover enduring the experience. Um, And before we begin, I just want to say that it's such a joy, first of all, to do this with you, my husband. And likewise, Sharice. I really do. I love it. I look forward to this every week with you. And um, our podcast, they're covering something different. And we want the audience to really be aware of this that we're going into kind of undisclosed and undiscussed spaces um, with aspects concerning suffering, as well as the process of transformation beyond the pain. And we want to invite everybody to come alongside of us in this journey. And it's not just for people who are experiencing physical pain, because all of us are going through something. And I mean, especially right now with this COVID world, I I had just heard um, through a board that I belong to that there's not even hardly any beds right now in our local hospitals with people uh, unfortunately going through COVID and things are, are really um, escalating again in our society. So it doesn't look, it doesn't take very much to uh, look and see that suffering is, is a part of what our society is going through. Um, but that's kind of off topic right now. I think what we need to continue with is uh, talking about enduring the experience. And there is no better person to discuss this part with than my husband, Gordon. Well, thank you, Sharice. And I think this related to the cultural chaos and confusion and disruption that most Americans are experiencing. And when we go on a global scale, other countries are experiencing the same thing. So it's not just America. Right. We, we have a heart for everyone in the world. Um, the point is this. Whether we stumble or fall, we have to develop the mindset with endurance to, to think again about rising up again and mm-hmm. going on with the course of our life. Years ago... Decades ago, sometimes manliness was looked at, I'm able to accept the hardships that I've been given, and I'm going to work my way through those well. Mm. It seems like today we do everything to avoid the hardships and accept some conditions of life, and we're expecting automatic solutions for everything that we do. A cancel culture cannot cancel out aspects of suffering. It cannot cancel aspects of of pain right and people are barraged with a lot of circumstances that cause pain and you know the other part of it is until you know you can talk about pain all day long but until somebody actually experiences it themselves it's it's really not something that's real to them and uh and so uh, it's so much easier to turn turn a blind eye and almost be afraid that suffering and pain are as contagious as COVID right now. Um, but the the truth is, as we discussed just a few minutes ago, nobody is exempt from from suffering of some kind. And um, I think endurance. I mean, as I as I think about. Uh, all of the stages of our marriage over these last 24 years and how you've victoriously walked through, even again, as you suffer today, 
Um, endurance is one of my very favorite words that I would describe that applies to you. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, moving on to endurance, um, endurance is when you have your mindset focused on change. You're committed 100% to that change. And we've used the example just about exercise. And we've used the example of the treadmill. And literally, when God gave me a vision that I was going to be thin and speaking to thousands of people, we immediately purchased a treadmill. And I got on the treadmill and started at a slow pace, mm-hmm. but I still started with a 5K, 3.12 miles per day. Mm-hmm. And I did that six days per week for 13 straight years. Yes, you did. No matter what was involved. And the motivation was not that I wanted to get a trophy for myself for doing the treadmill or just losing the weight. The motivations changed. And they were changing along the process because God kept giving me larger and larger visions and different rooms and spaces in my soul were being cleaned out. Yes, they were. And I started growing in different areas. So part of this is when he first gave me the vision, I was concerned about physical changes, Mm -hmm. but I developed a hunger for spiritual growth. And I saw that the spiritual growth was actually the thing that created the physical changes. It wasn't me. So endurance, as you say that word, um, would you consider it a spiritual principle? Absolutely. Because once we get on the road of endurance and it leads us to perseverance, Scripture says in James, and this is practically true for everyone who's done this, Mm -hmm. when you first get started making changes with your life and you're trusting in God and you're lining your life up to the word and you start walking through whatever that is, your steps of faith to whatever direction you're going, when you first get started, you can't stop. Do not stop. Mm -hmm. And it might be someone as simple as reading scripture for the first time. If you're reading a scripture for one hour a day and you're studying the word, do not stop. I don't care if it feels like a desert experience. Wait to see what happens six months from now. Wait to see how the spiritual changes within you start affecting the dynamics of your body, Mm -hmm. your physiology, Mm -hmm. your anatomy, your outlook, your circumstances. Then you start recognizing the little things about God and how he is active in your life. So even though you're doing the things, you start experiencing the outcomes of endurance, which basically says this, you're going to be made perfect and complete in who you are, and you're going to lack in nothing. Mm. Nothing else is going to give you that contentment and joy and love within your soul, even though you might still have intractable pain. I think that that's the key, lacking nothing, and it's lacking nothing inside of you, lacking nothing in your soul. And the inside of you also seeps out to the outside because Mm -hmm. even though I still have pain today, I look normal. I have two arms and two legs and I play, now I'm playing golf again, even though I still have episodes of pain and, 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 and lack of sleep, I have created different things through God leading me on how I can deal with taking naps, 
workloads, working with people, Mm. showing up at meetings. God has given me room where he has said, your life is sacred. I love you, Gordon. And he says that to the people in pain. I love you regardless of your pain. I will make a path for you. So we discussed in the last episode that narrow door, which is Jesus, Mm -hmm. walking through that door Mm -hmm. to him. And that inward change, that inward work, that regeneration that we have in the process, what it does is this. It breaks down the spheres of rebellion and what we had in our former lives. So if we claim, listen, we're born again, and now we're sharing in the sufferings Mm. of Christ, what it does is it says, it it does this to us practically. We're going to take that rebellion out of the acts and the mindset you had in your former life. Now this new life that you have, even though you have pain, you'll start to develop a different attitude and mindset towards pain. That's right. Too many of us carry the pain of our flesh, the pain of our former lives, the trauma and brokenness that we've had. We place it into our new life and we don't attack it or accept it or embrace it with a new mindset. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I mean, it's impossible. Those two things don't correlate. And the world does this. In our modern society today, we're almost barraged. I've used that word. This is the mm-hmm. second time now in the mm-hmm. podcast with this question of, do we tr- are we truly going to accept the fact that we might have to deal with continual struggles with difficulties such as pain or temptations? Are we going to still have to deal with those? Mm-hmm. Those are questions that really challenge us about endurance. And it challenges us about the wiring of our brain. It's funny, we're renewing our minds. But the more that we're challenged, our brains changes their mindset modes and its wiring. And we start to actually find new life, new ideas, new thoughts, new railroad tracks in our brain. The brain does that. Right. That allows us to move on and continue to move on in a momentum of permanency. We're not afraid of failure. But it's so interesting because it's a renewal of the mind. It's 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 coming and stepping into that new of spiritual transformation. And then it also manifests somehow, some way in the physical. Even if it doesn't mean that you're better, it means that you have the endurance to persevere your fiery trial. And um, I think that's what's amazing in observing this, these layers with you. Um, endurance is such a key thing, but it never starts from the outside. The world wants you to make, or the world wants to make endurance an outside kind of thing. Just, you know, just beat your body up, just do this, just do that. And and it it removes the aspect that there is a spiritual element of endurance that is really the key to keep you going. I mean, anybody can do a, you know, not anybody, but it's anybody can make a decision to do something one time, but to keep going and to keep going for a week and then a month and then a year and then to not stop, to make it a part of life, as you said, as the tracks of the brain get rewired and just to continue to do it. There is a there is something that sprouts life from the inside of us out. And that is truly the life of Christ living in us 
in our present circumstance, but to, to bring us into the new. And it's a way for us, we don't even realize it, we are returning to God. Yeah. And in scripture, he always then draws near to us. Always. If we're calling upon God to draw near to us first, and then we'll act, you'll be waiting a long time. Or if we call on to God to just remove the trial from us, and then we'll come to you. We'll be waiting a long time. If, if we call God to give us a miracle first without us going through confession, repentance, submitting our will to God, being on the same connection point with God when it relates to his working in our life, if we're just demanding miracles, signs, that really shows the wickedness that's really behind our pain. And and it's, you know, it may not just be wickedness. It, it could just be not being taught correctly. Right. You know, there's just so many well-meaning, well-intended people who will who think that there's just a quick pad answer to suffering, quick prayer and it's over, a quick this and it's done. There's nothing quick about a road of long suffering, but there is fruit in that road that can't be replaced with a short, quick fix. And um, I think I just I love what T. Austin Sparks says because. Um, and I know you're going to get into it a little bit more later about this. But, Why don't you get into it now? Well, I just the one thing that that um, you know this man wrote in the 1950s, and I think it applies today as much as it did then. And and uh, one thing that he talks about is um, is experience, and obviously endurance helps us go through our experience, right? But an experience, like when we pray and we ask God, just take it away. Maybe the answer of prayer that God is really giving us is, I'm giving you the experience so that you can walk through this. And and the experience is part of the solution. It is part of our, I think the Lord is the most concerned with our inner development and who we are and are we becoming more like Christ. And Christ himself chose the experience of suffering and death. He chose to take on suffering. He chose to walk down that course um, because he could then choose that to identify with our pain. And he wasn't a God hovering over the earth, not identifying with us. He chose to come down as a man in his suffering and carrying our suffering, and he's familiar with our suffering. Right, right. And so through, I, I think through um, experience, we can't short change what pain is teaching us. And I think one thing that we're trying to show people is also another side to Christ, another side about the Holy Spirit. The gift of Holy Spirit does have endowment, there are different things about provision and safety and security that are given to us through the Holy Spirit yes. that speaks the voice of God. Mm-hmm. We are dealing with instruction, conviction, and strengthening through the Holy Spirit. But it's not a substitute for the experience that we have with God. Too many times where it's, Jesus, you're my friend. And he may be for a lot of people. 
but the other aspect related specifically to suffering. And I'm not belittling the friendship of Jesus Christ. I couldn't make it without his friendship. But the relational component is this. It's also walking through the experience of suffering. And that friend who walks through that experience is a warrior. That friend has courage. That friend has strength. That friend has things divine and revelational and powerful that we do not have that's growing on the inside of us. So true. So in many ways, that's a a primary way in which we can have our prayers answered is knowing that we have that experience of relationship, that experience of power to lead us from darkness in the Mm -hmm. pit of our pain to a point of light, even if we still have some injuries that remain. That's so good. Okay, that's growing from old to new. There isn't one person that's going through suffering that is honestly, when they when they call on Jesus, they're not walking alone. There isn't one person truly alone right. when they call on the name of the Lord. Right. And uh, that's the beauty through the pain. Right. What I've noticed regarding the church is this. This happens so much. And let's let's talk about experience. What experiences do a lot of people have in the church? And again, we're not bashing the church. We want to equip mm-hmm. the church, help open some of the, the eyes of the church. We're part of the body of Christ. We believe in the local church. Okay, but we tend to get caught up in the bigness and the greatness in all its forms within the church. Mm-hmm. And here is the truth about pain. Pain affects big masses of people, but pain is still uniquely individual. And when that person has an individual circumstance or relationship or connection with pain, Mm -hmm. they're still going through all the steps of their faith with suffering. They can't be given a template or a neat and tidy bully five steps to or yes or a bullet point to here's how you do this or a judgmental list of here's your should do's religiously that doesn't work for someone in pain they can't be repeatedly told you're sinning you're not praying enough you're not giving enough money in your tithing duty to the church you're not for some reason you're falling short of God's love and God's grace and God's healing power. It is all over you. The message about suffering is it's not all about you. You're not alone. That experience you have is the experience with Christ. Too many times what we do Mm. is we move into knowledge of facts versus relationship. Oh, and my, one of my favorite, uh, verses about that is that knowledge builds up or excuse me i need to back up i just missed it grammar knowledge, class again knowledge puffs up right but love builds up right and i think that is such an important thing to remember that uh without i mean plenty of people can have knowledge without experience those are sometimes i mean i did i had knowledge without experience when i was 23 years old and i obtained my real estate license and i thought man i've got it now i can just take over 
you know, here we go. Let's just build an empire and let me just go. And now I know real estate and you I go, can Sharice. conquer. And I mean, it was almost comical what I really thought then. I just thought, this is my license. I can do it. I know what to do. It was a joke. The first time I got in a car with some of my sweetest clients, they still write me today. They actually never moved here. Hopefully it wasn't my driving that kept them from coming here. But I mean, they um, they stayed in New York, but we still keep in touch. And I was so nervous to meet them. I broke out in hives all over my neck because they were my first client. And here we are in the car and I had my license and no experience. You know, I'm driving them around the city and the most expensive home at the time that I was showing them was $350,000. Today, that would be a million and a half or close to it um, home in, in our city. And I just, you know, nothing equates to experience. And they were so sweet to even get in the car with me knowing I didn't have that experience and and uh, and being so sweet and encouraging and allowing me to get a little bit of experience through that time with them. But um, I think that that's the difference between, you know, only having the knowledge without experience. That's just, I mean, there's so many examples, but uh, it definitely took anything that was puffed up in me, any pride, any like, I can do this, I've got my license, and I've got this, and I've got that. It, it definitely shattered that. And I had to learn that the most, ex- like the most important thing in running a real estate business for me is that I transitioned from that knowledge to experience, and that experience has led me to love. I love people. I love my clients and I love the process of helping people through transformation. But I think that's that's just a, a business experience uh, that I would like to share, but keep going. Well, let's connect this with someone who's in pain right now. And there's a lot of people that have left the church mm-hmm. or abandoned their faith. They're basically dealing with apostasy. They don't know where to go. The doctors can no longer help them with medications or relieving their pain. They've been under every treatment possible. They're left alone. Right now, they're ready to give up. There's hardly any hope to hang on to right now. They feel all alone. And so if we take Ephesians and we move into chapter 3, And these words, the reason I mention the scriptures for people to refer to, I do not mention scripture to finger point because I've been that individual. No one could finger point solutions about experience to me. No. No one could say, if you know just this, this, and this, and you know more of the Bible, you're going to be healed. What I learned was, yes, you can grow in the knowledge of Christ. Absolutely. But you know what? It's combined with your experience with Christ. Absolutely. And and when you have that, Mm -hmm. that's the powerful thing that happens. So in those verses of Ephesians with chapter 3 that I'm talking about, 17 basically through 20, Mm -hmm. number one, Christ makes his home in our hearts when we trust in him. And as we trust in him, that's an experience. Number two, your roots will grow down into God's love mm. and keep you strong. We've noticed that in our own lives, practically no speaking. No matter if the branches branches are shaken to bits. Right. The roots are still there. The roots are still there. Right. Number three, 
then you get to experience the revelation of how wide, how long, how high, and how deep God's love is for us. Mm -hmm. You experience that. It's like a basketball player, Michael Jordan. Do we know the knowledge of who Michael Jordan is? His stats, six-time NBA champion, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But do we know him through experience? Our grandson might, JJ. <laughs> JJ might. No, of course we do not. Okay, we do not know him personally. But the Lord has said this, you can see all of the knowledge about who I am that surpasses everything else, but you can also have an experience, an experience that will carry you through your suffering, an experience hmm. that will heal your wounds, an Absolutely. experience that will still make you whole and prepare you for the days ahead, prepare you for an eternal home where you're not going to have any of the difficulties of stress, so disease, pain, sorrow. There is a new glory that you're going to walk into. So these times of suffering grow us. They do. That's the importance of it. That's why we should endure so that we no longer lack for anything while we're here. So it's a matter of trusting. Absolutely. It's a matter of believing. It's a matter of growing. So what's your final thought for today? Uh, I would just say transition out of asking to be delivered exactly from your present circumstance. If if that deliverance hasn't come and God knows your heart, ask him to be the God that leads you through that experience. And just maybe shift those prayers a little bit to uh, just be mindful of inviting God into that present moment of darkness, into that space that maybe you feel separated from him in invite him there and keep the endurance going keep going don't quit very 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 good again i'd like to go back to this when you're in the process of being regenerated you've given your life to god you're born again and you're you're carrying a lot of pain hmm. and you're confused about how the thing is this that regeneration process and who you are is going to break the sphere of rebellion and sin and old habits that you used to carry. Your response to pain right now is the most important aspect of how you're going to deal with suffering. Absolutely. So this concludes today's show. We've done a baker's dozen and we'll move on to 14. Don't forget, please uh, like our, our Facebook page, The Gordon and Cherie Show. Um, subscribe to YouTube. We also have the Apple podcast and um, we're on Spotify. Have I missed anything? Instagram, Sharice. I always do that one. I forget it. But anyway, please just continue to follow us as we uh, walk through this journey together. We can't wait to have you continue with us. We feel your prayers. Yeah. We, f we, we actually literally feel your prayers. And we pray for you. We do pray for and you. And we pray for you to continue on in that endurance today. In, in your sacred walk. So that concludes today's show. Yep. Thank you so much. 